0: Again, here we are. Still at uh, Casa de Rob again with handsome Frank.
2: We've been here for like three, four episodes in a row. Three now. in
0: a row, yeah. Kelly said that if we're gonna start doing this that we gotta at least alternate. So No, it's just I know, kind of I situational. know, I know. It is situational. But
2: it was funny. She's like, Is this a new thing with Rob? I'm like, I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. I I figured you guys might speculate. We're talking about we've been doing this podcast for fucking two years now.
1: And, wow, that long already. Yeah, Damn, and yeah. uh,
2: this will be episode like 107, I think. I'd have to look. Yeah. so 107 weeks, and uh, we—they've all almost all been at your house. Yeah, we got except, a couple over here,
0: but yeah, here and there. Now we're on a streak, though. But yeah,
2: like a month ago, I had like car issues or some shit, so I asked if we could do it here. Then, like, I had Frank, and he had, like, surgery or something. He, he got his nuts chopped off, so I asked if we could do it here. <laughs> and it's just kind of been – and then you, I figured it would be easier yeah. for you to come here. Then.
0: Yes. Now we're, all, we're speaking c- of that. Continuing the streak. So this is uh, – You
1: guys are hearing another
0: voice this here. Is another, this is another – this is the first. We got Preacher Paul with us. Paul is our first non-black belt purposeful guest.
2: That's an accurate statement. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, Sounds no, loaded. no, that is not accurate, who, who else did we have? Well, non black belt purposeful gift for the, We've had the happy gals happy on. Happy gals
0: don't count. How come they're they don't They're not count? guests. They're not guests? No, they're like, yeah, not the same. Okay. Not the same thing. So, but yeah, so Paul is our teammate from Grand Valley BJJ. And uh, yeah, wanted to get him on. Taco Jiu Jitsu in life because you've had some uh, interesting experiences for sure man lots of them yeah yeah so um and uh yeah so we got you on purpose we had the Mauler on but he didn't know he was on oh really no <laughs> I saw he was on a, I was
1: waiting for the clarification there because I was like well I saw Mauler was on here man so uh, yeah that's caught him by surprise Well, as yeah. well we, we <laughs> laid the trap. So he was supposed to come
2: over and you see I broke the handle on my fucking oh, yeah, microwave, right? Yeah. Like a gorilla. And he was supposed to come over and put a new handle on. And so he ordered it up and he came over. And I told Jay, oh, that was another reason I think yeah. we were going to do it here. I was like, hey, Mahler's coming over to fix my microwave. Why don't we record over here? We will be recording when he gets here. That way we just dupe him right into being on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're we have didn't tell him. And then he walked in the door. It was It was kind of a funny scene. He walked in. And we were sitting here like this recording, and he and we're like, hey, man, we're, we're on the podcast. And he's just like, oh, all right. And he, he walk kind of walks by us and sets his tool bag down, and, and he starts walking, you know, like working on a microwave. I'm like, hey, why don't you have a seat and get yeah, on the podcast? And then you're seeing, like, his gears turning. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right, yeah, all right. and, then he, and then he sat down. It was pretty agree, funny. Awesome, was funny. So we tricked
1: him. We didn't have to yeah. trick you to get you on, though. Yeah, no. Nah. No. Not at all, man. But, no, hey, I, let me just say this, man. I appreciate the invitation to just come hang out, catch up. I came and saw Rob a couple weeks ago. Now maybe yeah, a week weekend, ago. Was week I think week, maybe yeah. last week. Yeah, and uh, we were chopping it up. We hadn't seen each other in a while, and before you know it, we we're probably an hour dude, in. We, hour hour and a half. Yeah. We sat here just talking. Just, <laughs> no, it's the same thing
2: James and I do, dude. Like yeah. we get, that's how that's a lot of this. How we got started is just because we sit there and we the conversations we have. And we went, we did the road trip to Steve Maxwell's, uh, and it was, uh, f- how long of a drive? It like nine hours Total? each way. Nine hours each way, yeah. that's right. And dude, we never turned on the radio once, <laughs> we
0: just <laughs> talked
1: <laughs> <laughs> for fucking nine hours there and not solving all the world's problems. Dude, you, back. you prepped 18 weeks of, of uh, podcasts there. Basically. Oh yeah. You know, I right. think
0: I think that's yeah laid the the groundwork for it right yeah that that's was awesome, funny man. man I know we were driving through some desolate country yeah. talking about some interesting shit so uh, so yeah so speaking of interesting shit stuff shall we say uh, preacher Paul got that nickname because you are the yeah preacher
1: yep pastor
0: pastor so I guess uh, I know I've I've heard a little bit before but um, How'd you get into that line of work and, you know, I guess, yeah, give us a little background on yourself and then what, how'd you get into jiu-jitsu off of that? Like, you know, preacher that does jiu-jitsu, you know, man of peace, choking people <laughs> out, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man, you got a little, you got an yeah, let me, let me guys tell give so. you guys
1: kind of the rundown. Um, we were talking a little bit before pre-podcast, we were talking about, you know, gangster days, right? Growing up in the 90s, late 80s. And and everybody wanted that. That was the cool thing, man, to be a be a gangster, you know. And, yeah. Um, every Halloween just came, and I was thinking about that. Like for me, every year for Halloween, I wanted to be a I wanted to be a cholo, man. I wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And back then, it was like it was the flannel buttoned up at top. You know what I'm saying? You got the and I, that's what I wanted to be, man. I want that was like I, I idolized it. So um, you know, as a kid, it's all cute, you know. But then you get into you know teenage years you're rebellious anyway but now you couple that with you know wanting to be a gangster and before you know it man I was catching cases I was in and out of juvie I was like uh, you know just um, dealing drugs doing drugs i mean, you name it man that just was the lifestyle and very early my parents lost complete control Uh, I think about my kids and and parenting teenagers is tough but, dude, nowhere near where I was when, you know, I was that age. So uh, anyhow, I ended up kind of in jail and uh, in and out and really kind of had this crossroads moment of, you know, either I'm going to be a lifer, be in prison the rest of my life, maybe end up dead early and, you know, the scenario. Or, you know, I got to make a change. And so right around 17, I was in jail and I was, you know, in a... In a I wasn't a faith. I didn't grow up in church, so I, I didn't have this church background. I didn't have this like, hey, this is where I came from. This is what, you know, I know or anything like that. It was, it was. Um, my dad was had some faith, but it wasn't any part of our upbringing. So anyhow, I'm 17. I'm in jail. I'm looking at like a couple years uh, being committed, um, or I kind of have some choices. Like I can line things up. I can go back to school, get a GED. You know, do something and so one day uh, I'm in I'm in my cell and and it's a Sunday and they're like hey you want to go to church and uh, or Bible study whatever it was and dude I was raw I was like hell no you know that's stupid <laughs> and the guy came in he was an older guy uh, you know and he's got a guitar and I'm like I straight up was like I ain't singing kumbaya whatever you guys do over there that's stupid'm I'm <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure and then as a you know 17 year old kid too I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm a little more harsh with my words, you know, like F y'all, whatever, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just that rebellious kid. Well, that night I'm sitting in my cell and it's lights out. I'm in there. Um, you know, there's not much to do, but think. And I start thinking about faith and I'm like, and, and I really feel this urge to pray. And yet I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say. You know, I wasn't good enough Catholic. Cause I kind of grew up Catholic. If you would say that. But I wasn't even good enough Catholic to do the Our Father. You know, I was like, I had no idea what prayer was. So I just really prayed the prayer of like, God, if you're real, show me. And it was kind of that simple. And then it was the evolution of, from that, it just changed my life, you know. Uh, Got at I wish I could tell you it was like, all up and to the right, if you will, you know. But it it certainly wasn't. Um, But I got out of jail the next day I had court, ended up getting out. Uh, on an ankle bracelet so house arrest and uh, I started just exploring faith at that point but I was not at all like converted yet for sure Um, in fact I had a pastor he came over to my house and he's like uh, wanted to talk to me and just and you know just hey check in on me I guess and at 17 years old man I'm holding a joint dude and I'm like
2: (laughs) on house arrest?
1: yeah I did on house arrest (laughs) I put it behind my back And dude you know there's smoke just coming up my back dude and I'm like I just tell him hey you're gonna have to come back now's not a good time you know and he leaves of course I don't think anything about it just keep smoking some weed you know and I'm in my mom's house and um 17 and she's like hey don't be smoking weed in my house and I'm like I'm not I promise you know you know what kids do man yeah so anyway that's the that's the the beginning and that was uh in 97 and then from there um I just really, over the course of months, just completely sold out to that. And before you know it, uh, that fall, I was in, uh, or that, yeah, that, ah, I'm losing track of the time frame. Um, yeah, that must have been in the spring. Well, that fall, I was in Bible college. And so then I was like, I just went all in, man. Yeah. It was a radical transformation. And I was totally so unchurched that I didn't I didn't know any better. So I was just like, I'm going, I'm diving all in so that's what got me started in faith and then really out of that it turned into more of what you would call i guess a career yeah and uh that's been 22 years man okay i
2: I wanna so you say because you that transition from you hiding the joint behind your back when somebody came to check on you to like going to bible college and you're all in like what made you decide where where was the jump you know like i mean why did you say oh like this is going to be good for me i need to make this jump like
1: yeah, so I think it was a series of things, but I I think what started is I just started, it started with their prayer. And even though I wasn't converted, if you will, to use that terminology, it was like, at that moment, I was open to faith. I was open to like, okay, God, if you're real, show me. And I really feel like for me, it was a sin- sincere question. And I feel like in my story, it was God responding over a period of time, revealing himself to me. And that revelation is still happening today. You know, it's not a, you know something you learn in Bible college. It's something you learn over a lifetime, really. Yeah. And uh, so I started. Uh, from there, I, I started connecting with the pastor. I started going to church. Um, ended up going to uh, a youth camp, and that youth camp was pretty transitional. Uh, to where, for the first time, I really felt like God was had a calling on my life. Actually, I went to this youth. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about church, but they call them youth revivals. And really what it was, dude, was it was a series of like church services and it was focused on like youth, you know, teenagers. And so I went and it was there that as I was kind of already walking down that path, you know, the preacher gets up and he's like, man, God's calling somebody uh, into ministry and, uh, you know, before we close out tonight, you need to respond to that, and I'm sitting, dude, when I'm saying I'm sitting in the back, I mean, there's like, there's a line of chairs on the back wall, like, literally on the back wall, and I'm finding, you know, that's my spot, because I don't want to hide, I don't want to be up front, I don't want to be in the mix, and uh, I started to kind of get my life a little bit back in order, got a GED, I was planning on going to be, uh, to do drafting uh, as as a career, architectural drafting, and so that was the that was what I thought was I was gonna get my life fixed. I was gonna do drafting, potentially maybe if I could turn it into a career. I wanted to be an architect. That was my dream, you know. And that night, finally, the guy goes on and on, and I'm like, "Hey, whoever this is, man, get up and and go respond to this dude just to shut him up, you know."
0: <laughs> and I'm waiting
1: and waiting. I got my head down, and man, I couldn't. I can't explain it other than it was just this. Uh, there was this tug at my heart, and it was like finally he said. One of you in this room today he says you've already got plans to go to school uh college and and god wants to change those for you tonight and dude i knew it was me and i went up to the front and i'm just like god do whatever you have to do in my life and so that was kind of the pivotal moment and then that youth camp just followed up and uh, there was this college there was called master's commission and really what it was was like this hybrid of like college and then hands-on training and uh hands-on training to become a pastor yeah to become a pastor and so uh they told me about it and i'm like for my first response you just gotta know i was skeptical from the beginning man everything about it i they're like telling me about masters commission they say yeah you end up living in somebody else's home like there there'll be a host home for you and i'm like i ain't living with nobody that you know and i'm still raw then i'm like hell i ain't living with anybody and uh anyhow man that was probably july june maybe June. And, uh, at that camp, it was, everything started to change. And within a month I got, uh, I raised money for missions and then I got an opportunity to go on a mission trip. So I'm in Mexico and really contemplating, am I going to go to Bible college? And I just felt another confirmation. I'm on the mission field. I'm working with kids and there's all this ministry happening. And I just knew. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stories within the story but the, that's the kind of the, the fast track to it. And then it just never turned back, man. That was, I was in Bible college in 98 and uh, never turned back, man. It was like, and, and all of it was a culture shock though, man. Christianity was a culture shock because I didn't grow up in it. And so it always felt weird. I always felt like an outsider, actually. I always felt like I don't belong here, man. Like all these other kids, they grew up in this. My wife, she's church. She grew up in church. Um, I always felt like somehow I didn't belong almost, you know. So that brought me, um, here in, uh, 2007, um, to pastor the church I pastor now. And, uh, you know, through another series of events and changes, I ended up there and, and, uh, and dude, here's the crazy thing. So you think, you know, guy of faith, he's got it all figured out, you know, his life's on path. He's got, well, I'm here. And I end up encountering like a major IRS issue that I inherited. And it was like, I inherited this issue. And, and dude, I, I've never dealt with the IRS, man. I'm 27 years old. You know, it's my first pastoral position. I'm the lead guy. I'm leading people that are twice my age, you know, like, and I'm trying to figure out to navigate through this. And I've got to deal with this IRS issue. And dude, it just kicked my butt, man. It, it like a series of things that just, I was like, God, why'd you call me? I'm like, and, and, and some of the things go back to that youth camp. He's like, well, when you were at youth camp, you prayed this prayer that said, hey, if, uh, you know, here's my life, do with it what you would will, you know, that kind of bold faith prayer, you know. And he's like, you still mean that, you know? And I'm like, it's, in other words, it's like, man up, you know, put your, put, put your big boy pants on and quit being a sissy, because, you know, ultimately, like, this is part of it. So, that that brought, that's what brings me to ju- jiu jitsu that's why i bring up the story because as i was transitioning out of all that like it was a it was almost a 7 year ordeal Whew. yeah and uh and there was a lot of just up and downs through that man it's life you know we go through the roller coaster but in 2000 12 i'm nearing it remember 12 12 12 dude that was like this day of yeah that was supposed to live in, in yeah. infamy you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my encounter my that's encounter. the <laughs> world
2: was supposed to end
1: yeah one <laughs> day
0: so that's right my excuse to not recycle stop that
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Really>? dude. <laughs> you know, i so, always tell people the world's gonna end in 2012 anyway, so who cares right who cares well
1: anyway. dude I, <laughs> that day here's the crazy thing is i had been dealing with the irs at that point it was years now it was you know It was multiple years. I mean, I got here in 2007 and shortly after that became aware of this stuff, right? Well, anyway, 12-12-12, I get this call from the IRS agent. It's the one I'm waiting for. It's like, okay, we're going to be able to resolve this. And dude, you're mm-hmm. talking like sixty five thousand dollars was the first. Cool. Was the first, you know. Hey, by the way, it's sixty five grand, and I'm like, I got sixty five grand sitting around. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're walking through it. Twelve, twelve, twelve. I get this call. It's supposed to be like the final. Hey, we're gonna make a resolution, and I think at the time it was like seventeen grand or something. And so I was like, all right. And and the lady says, we can't help you. And she tells me, you know what? In fact, what I what I would encourage you to do. And she says, you know the 1-800 number you called when you first contacted us? I would call it again and start this process all over again. And this is how many years later? Dude, this is like three or four years in. Dude, IRS is so ridiculous. And I'm like, dude, I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, wait, what did you say? She says, I'm telling you, the best option for you is to start the process back over. And, dude, I'm floored. This is like... I mean, talk about already being discouraged in life and the challenges of leadership and ministry and just all this stuff. Right. And you get that kind of final, like this is what it is. And dude, everything in me just felt like the ghosts left, dude. I was just done. I was defeated. I was discouraged. I was like, God, let me do anything else but ministry. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll love the church. I'll be generous to the church. But I don't want to lead the church. I'm done. And, uh, and, and right in end of 2012, that happened in 2013, uh, there was just, I, I kind of had what I feel like it was the second uh, salvation experience, you know, a second born again experience where I started saying, all right, I got to, I got to make a change. I got to, I got to change up here. I got to change in here. And physically I was unhealthy and I'm like, I got to change, do something physically. And I never was a gym guy. So I was like, I want to do jujitsu. <laughs> And uh, that was that, dude. What made you want to do jiu-jitsu? Dude, you know, of course, being a fan, of a fight fan all all my life. You know, Tyson, dude. I still watch Tyson, you know, highlights. And they're like, but I grew up, did some amateur boxing. So I was always, you know, a fan of the, you know, combat sports. And, of course, UFC grows into this extremely popular thing and uh, underlined by jiu-jitsu and and then uh, had some... Uh, cousins who wrestled at a high level and then uh, cousins who actually at the time I don't remember if Chris was um yeah, I don't remember but time frame where he was he might have been in the UFC then so uh Chris a first cousin through marriage of oh, mine that's
2: right I forgot
1: and I so that. you know of course I'm like I'm tuned into it but I so I just had this and, and I always wrestled as a kid but dude I I you know I didn't have the support of my family um, was a good wrestler as a kid, but then didn't have the support through middle school or high school Got kicked out of high school actually Dude, I met it through two months in high school, you know, and got kicked out um, And so never did high school sports, nothing like that But had a desire to wrestle So I think that's kind of what drew me towards it And then um, back in, at that time, Gracie Baja was around And, uh, you know, I somehow met Matt I don't even remember how and I was like, "All right, I'll go to I'll go to the gym," <laughs> and dude, that was in 2013, so yeah. um, it was like March somewhere around there. And I, dude, showed up for the first time and Saturday morning, dude. I'm you know at the time I'm like 40 pounds heavier, and so dude, I'm out of shape, dude. I haven't ran, I haven't done, I haven't done anything, dude. I haven't done a push up and probably since I was a kid, you know, I'm just completely out of shape. And not only that, dude, but I pound this. Big breakfast on Saturday morning <laughs> And dude I'm like Bacon and eggs And probably pancakes and you know, you know what I'm saying I'm just uh, a big, big breakfast dude And I come to <laughs> noon class for the first time And, uh, and dude there's a small group there um, But it was like Pick your partner up and walk them across the gym Type stuff And oh uh, bro I'm about to throw up on those mats dude I'm like what the heck Did I get myself into And you know a, you know uh, glutton for punishment you know what I'm saying just yeah. kept coming back and uh, man that's almost seven years now wow. Mark, this coming spring will be seven years and uh, and so that that was my intro to Jiu Jitsu and man as you guys probably have talked about I'm sure a ton of times and that is a roller coaster of itself you know um, in terms of training where you have these moments of I'm all in and then moments where you're just like dude this sucks and especially early on um my first year of training, I trained like a madman. I was just in it whenever I could. And my body took a beating. You know, pulled some ribs. Um and my first tournament was coming up. Uh I think it was like a February fight to win tournament. And I had a month before or so, I'm training and I blew my ribs out. And I'm like, ah dude, I'll be back next week. I have no reference (laughs) point. You know, ignorance is bliss. Dude, and I had already signed. Yeah, dude, I had already signed Signed up. You know, I was already committed. And nope, (laughs) you ain't you ain't training for like six weeks. You know, and uh, so that was like so. Then I couldn't compete. You know, it was like there's just no way. It was physically I couldn't compete. Yeah. Um, and then that June, um, I get I I'm preparing to go compete. Right around the 4th of July weekend at a, a tournament in Vegas, um, still a white belt, and I'd already signed up for it, and or was going to either way, and I got my blue belt, and I got my blue belt in June, and the tournament was like four weeks later,
0: <laughs> and I'm like,
1: crap, I'm going to Vegas, dude, I'm going by myself, I don't have a coach, nobody's going with me, I got like nobody there, and I'm going to go do a tournament, and... You know, as a four week, five week blue belt, you know. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, I you know, got on that track other than just the ups and downs yeah, of jiu jitsu, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, trained there. Uh, Chris was fighting, Chris Kamosi. Mm-hmm. So he's fighting. And uh, I'm like, dude, would you, would you coach me? And, you know, he's like, oh, heck yeah. So that, that morning, you know, we're warming up, getting ready. And I don't know what to expect, man and get into my first match. Dude's like tall, slender guy. And uh, within a couple minutes, man, I, I end up submitting him. And it was like, dude, you know, I I went from like, intimidated, just not knowing what to expect, and I submitted this guy. And uh, caught him on something stupid, you know, Casey Katama, and he stretched his arm out, and I caught it between my legs, got him in a straight arm bar. And, uh, and then it was like, okay, maybe that wasn't so bad. You know, of course, Getting, that was just a small bracket so got into the finals and uh ended up losing all points guy pointed me out like crazy i think it was 10-0 or something but um yeah dude the journey of jiu-jitsu man it's uh it's a it's a long one for yeah, sure
2: you know it's funny similar story to my first tournament at bluebell it was up in canada and uh again i was a pretty new blue belt, and so i was nervous going in and i won like the first it was a bigger tournament i won like the first three matches made it to the finals and once again We've talked about My storage supply. I Just got point raped In that fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dude was just You know Just like Knee on belly pop off Yeah Pretend like I'd get guard back me on belly you know, It was like 87 to nothing Or whatever well, yeah. It was just embarrassing You know
1: yeah, similar, very yeah. similar. Yeah, if I, if, it, if it was 10-0, I think I was trying to give myself a little credit, maybe. Yeah. It was probably more than that, man. But, it, yeah, same thing, so, dude. Yeah. Point rate, that's a good way to put it, <laughs> that's exactly what happened.
2: That happened you to know. be my first tournament at Black Belt also.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's when we came up with the term. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Same. Coach Coach Kevin, special.
2: I still have uh, PTSD, PTSD from that. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Black Belt or? From the Black, black, belt? From the black belt one, no. Yeah, I can't even imagine, man.
0: So yeah, man, you actually competed quite a bit. You got
1: fucking pretty infamous for your loop choke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. So dude, I don't I don't even know where it developed completely. Um, but the loop choke just became you know, I think I hit it on some higher level belts. You've caught me with it, fucking. And man. and it's like <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm like, dude, that crap works. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that crap works. <laughs> and I think like you just find stuff that you start yep. And then ultimately, as my game's evolved, it's like that cross-collar grip, you know, like I'm like, I might not choke you, but you're so worried about my choke now. You got that. It. I can I can sweep you from there. I can punch it forward and uh-huh. get a sweep, or I can arm or drag you into it as well, because you're just so worried about the choke. Mm-hmm. And so you know that became the evolution of that game. But yeah, so I've uh, competed. I've only competed three times. So then it was, you know, all blue belt. And uh, but then the second time uh, or the third time by that point I had already started to really develop that loop game yeah. and dude was able to basically threaten it. Uh, I think in the tournament I had uh, three submissions and one point win, and uh, two of the submissions were loop chokes. Yeah, and so and and it was like easy bait at that point. They're like, dude, are you guys? Really? I remember watching I like, you one, dude. Yeah, man. I was like.
0: You guys were just standing up and he just like, next thing you know, just like fucking choking him out. It's like, yeah. Uh, Dude, that was the best.
1: That when you're, cause, and the the funny thing is you envision things in your mind, right? You're like, how's this going to play out? Yeah. And uh, in my mind that whole day, dude, I was like, I I just want to catch somebody from standing and drop into the cross leg and then pull them back over, you know, into a loop choke and finish them like that. And dude, finals match, dude. He just stood up. I had the right grip. And he, I don't, yeah, I remember you were, because uh, even in the video, yeah, I could hear your voice. Uh, yeah. you were coaching me, actually.
0: And, I don't remember. I, I was probably just there yelling. Yeah, dude, bro, <laughs> dude,
1: I'm like, so we fall in to, like, where he kind of gets mount a little bit. But right away, I put him in the gutter butterfly, you know. So I knew I was confident I, in yeah. terms of what I could do and from there. So I got him in the butterfly. Then we scrambled out of it. And we scrambled out of it, dude. He just came with his posture broke coming out of it. And, dude, the loop's just there so as soon as we come out i just shoot for that far side leg and just grab the pant and drop him back dude he woke up and he's like what the f- was that dude? <laughs> and i'm just kind of at that point it's like dude i've been dreaming about that all day long <laughs> and uh it happened man so dude, yeah. do you remember the tournament
2: uh last time i was at a tournament with you is two probably going on three years now Where you had to beat up the woman? Yes, I was gonna ask about that one. That was my next question. You had the infamous match.
1: Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want okay, let me hear it from your perspective. And then I'll I'll basketball. Dude, I come up to Rob and I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, look at this name. And he's just like dude people are weird today I don't know, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what to tell you dude like I don't know. I figured it was a guy because what was the name it was like uh, it was she's it was, cool man she's right. cool she's cool people uh I have it on on YouTube man it's it's on YouTube it, it was a name that could be a guy's
2: name in this day and age you know because uh, like I remember saying to you when you came up like is this a guy or girl? And I looked at it I was like in this day and age yeah, there's, there's not a lot of Paul and Robs and
1: James anymore. I was like this could be a guy. I was yeah. Like don't sweat it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, so I'm and then at that point like <laughs> finally we get to the match and it's like okay, no, this is a chick. And I'm like dude, this sucks cuz either I'm going to get smashed by some chick yeah. or I'm going to be the guy that just walk through this, you know, this chick, you know what I'm saying? Like either way, like it's a, lose. Lose lose, you know? So um, funny thing is, I get cross collar on her right away, and I pull her into an ankle pick. And when I do, I, and I pull hard, because at that point, I, I, it really, it's Rob's. I know. F- yeah. I remember the story. You, yeah.
0: you looked at him, and you're like, you're like, kick her ass. <laughs> exactly. yeah.
2: I think that was his <laughs> that advice. Was, was, yeah. <laughs> so she
1: signed up for the big boy division. Yep. She looked <laughs> like a big boy. So at that point, I'm like, hey, I'll blame Rob. <laughs> yeah. I'll blame. So when I first gripped, dude, and I pulled down, I could feel, dude, just the total, like, strength, the same, yeah. strength, you know, difference. Oh. Um, yeah, she might be in the same weight class, but it was the strength difference was there. Um, and so anyhow, I pull her in, end up, you know, dragging her in. I think ankle pick then dragged her, got her to her back, got to her back. You know, in all that scramble, I did cross my feet a little bit, and she went, she attacked it. Um, it, it wasn't, it just was more the scramble though. So I was not like holding on to her. Yeah. But dude, I had that moment of like, dude, this going to, chick's gonna tap me with the worst possible, <laughs> like, don't ever cross your feet, you know? And dude, I was like, you're dealing with all that in your mind. And finally, I get on her back and I, I work the choke. And, and dude, just no mercy, I choked her. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like it, it is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll happily take the blame for that one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that was my first match of that tournament. So, you know, you're already just, you know, I don't love competing. I'll be honest, man. I don't love it. Yeah. You know, so stressful. It is, dude. And, and uh, you're put in a weird situation yeah, like that. And then, yeah, dude. And then that was that. So yeah. it was just like, dude, this is how we're going to start this day. That's going to be. All, be all right. Yeah. Dude, she actually lives in Hawaii. I don't know if she still does. I've never really reconnected with her since, but we did talk that day. So she lives in Hawaii, and I've been back to visit like three times since then. And uh, I thought, man, I just need to take a gi, um, you know, go train with her and her team. And just, uh. hey, remember when, you know, remember when I choked you? Know, she's probably going to be a black belt now and be like, yeah, I remember. And just like work me over, you know. And, did you ever ask her why she signed up for the guys' division? Dude, did I, I kind of did. And she's, and I think it was just like a last-minute thing. And, you know, she just jumped into a division. or I, It was weird. I, I don't know. I didn't get a clear answer now, huh? But yeah, totally.
0: Like did that, the still... Did he clear that up? I mean, that's a weird, <clears throat> I, that's I situation. I haven't
2: seen him allow that since then. Yeah, because that is a weird. That's a, It's a shitty situation, dude. It, it is. I no matter which way you do it, like you couldn't go enter a women's division no. at the same way. It's not fair. No. So why would you let a woman it's, – it's a – we have men's and women's divisions for a reason. And we've ranted on this podcast uh. about the transgender thing a million times. So we won't go down that road. But, yeah, it's, it's – there's, yeah.
1: a, there's a there, – it's definitely like, you know, you, you look at like the spectrum of it and it's going to be a difference, man. It is a difference. Yeah. I don't, and you have some freak phenoms that like they're just athletic, right. strong, like, dude, they're going to work you over. Uh, but generally, there's a few and far between. Yeah. You're
2: not going to deal with Serena Williams out there. No, you know what I mean. It's it's yeah, the average guy and the average woman. It's not a fair fight.
1: It's just not. It's, it's, it's it's not.
0: Well, like you said, man, it's, it's more it just puts you in a, in an awkward situation. You know, like like competing is already stressful enough. You're not a, you, you know what I mean. Like you're showing up and you think you have an idea of what's going on. Then all of a sudden you're like, shit, I have one or two choices. I'm either going to get. You know, beat by a girl, or <laughs> I'm gonna beat a girl. There's no fucking win in, in this situation. It's not. It's not a fair position to put somebody in,
1: dude. I and I, and for me, my perspective, I, to be really honest, I'm like, well, she's in my division. Yeah, so I would feel worse about losing to her than I would. Oh thought. yeah, yeah, you know, no, I mean, sure. <laughs> right? No, you I'm did like, the right thing. Yeah, you and did. hundred like, percent you know,
0: the right. Yeah, right. if everybody's gonna sign off on it, like, okay. Make her, her name was
1: like Brianna or something like that, or well, I can't even remember. But, yeah, or yeah, I man, she's probably gonna listen to this. She's like, I've been following Grumpy Guy. Doubful. That was me. <laughs> that we that don't was we, doubtful. We don't. I have hate them now. We don't have a ton of
0: listeners. We got the. It's the two hundred.
1: We're gonna we're gonna tag her in it. We're gonna tag her in this post. She's gonna be like, what? If well, we if I knew how to operate social media, I'd do that. But yeah, we're very limited. Very. So, I am the producer, and I'm anti social media, so it doesn't. Dude, I'm so anti social media myself lately. I just just can't do it, and I, I can find myself you. where I just. It, it's not like consciously I'm even thinking about not being on it anymore. I just find myself where I'm like, dude, months, six weeks go by, and I'm like, dude, I haven't even thought about it. But I, but I feel bad because I do live in a, in a world, like in, in my world, where there's a lot of engagement. Yep. Um, and so, like uh, being a pastor connected to a church, you know, there's a lot of engagement. And thankfully, I have a team, a social media team that does the real work of it. Yeah. But still, it's like the guy's missing, you know, especially a small church, you know, a smaller, medium-sized church like ours. It's like, you know, the guy kind of, you know, he has to show face sometimes. You know? Yeah. Yeah and uh so i feel the pressure of that a little bit you know it's funny
0: i just went the opposite i made a commitment to post a video a day for 30 days nice starting just, when three days ago oh. so i'm on day three
1: well dude if the so that's a great great uh you know commitment because I got back on. I think yesterday, the day before, I made a post. Yeah. it was probably my first one in like two months.
0: Yeah. Well, something. see, the thing is, is like one, you overcomplicate it, right? Like we all overcomplicate it, and it's like so. If you just make some stupid thing, like I got to post a video a day for 30 days, even if it's just whatever, right? So all of a sudden, your uh, your quality control lowers a little bit, which which makes lowers the friction, right? Like that's yeah. the problem with like because I hear you. We're in the same boat. Right? Because, like, you're, you know, being Bike James, I have a team that runs MTV strength Training Systems, their social media, but Bike James is still the face and, Where's the, and guy? the character. Yeah. Where's the guy? And there, there's definitely a difference when the guy's, you know, showing face versus not. And so that's why I was just like, man, I need to, you know, simplify this whole process. And so just like, you know, video day for 30 days uh i post it on the instagram the igtv and you know because then it'll post because uh, you can do the longer videos that's the other thing too if you're trying to do videos on instagram it's like oh it's got to be 60 seconds and it's like uh, easier thing is just post it there and then they post a preview on your instagram channel anyways and then i don't know what uh um like phone like what do you use like anyways either way it's you can share the video with your team so that they can post it on your your Personal, churches or the church yeah the church's side as well and so that way you're you know you're getting that shit out there stuff out shit you know <laughs> i don't
1: know why i feel i know i know hey, i'm trying try not to that's hey, right a lot i'm you guys, like, you guys are all like tur- turning tur- like like uh uh what's this Sunday school boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden, you're like, man, I can't preach, I can't cuss around the preacher. No, no, it's not that. It's the, not it, that man.
2: it is. Because I, I don't feel bad cussing around you. In, no, not in, at, at all. Just like in conversation, because I cuss around you all the time yeah. or to you. Yeah. But At, me. I, <laughs> at you. Yeah, yeah, I think I did yeah. already at you on this podcast. But the way I see it, is like, if you wanted. I already screwed it up but like if you wanted someone like your wife or something or even your kids to listen to this like it's oh, not yeah. you know what I mean I'm trying to be yeah. respectful of that that's great it's, it's just exercise self-control yeah. you know what I mean I it's, it's not that I, yeah, yeah I'll drop F-bombs left and right yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah.
1: through anyhow so I'm so sorry just poking at you guys no right? you should you man. should
0: yeah. you should <laughs> you fucking should yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah there, you <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go so anyways yeah so you can uh, you know repurpose it that way but that's so that's what i'm doing just keep it simple and uh because it's I, I just read that atomic habits book and you know a lot of like creating new habits is about friction dude that's an interesting
1: book i've not read the whole book no <clears throat> i got it if you but want the, i dude i've read a good portion of the beginning of it yeah and dude it's just <clears throat> such an intriguing read like it really is yeah so so far it's as far as the the psychology the psychology I guess, is, yes like, how he ties no. in
0: like habit uh good habit it's a guy with habits. dementia
1: or 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 alzheimer's or something Did, so where's the story there's a story no of,
0: he's the one that got hit in the face with a baseball, baseball. okay with a baseball bat or something okay or something and so he had to like it, yeah he had to like work his way back from that but
1: maybe uh, on so is there is there another book maybe atomic habits what's the other there's another one habits book Maybe I'm confusing the two. There's a bunch of them. But anyways, but it's like the the pathways, dude. It's the the you know neurological pathways and how you build these habits over time. Yeah. You know the stuff we do daily, like swallowing, we don't think about that. Yeah. Breathing, we're not thinking about that, and so ultimately the habits to kind of go back to creating good habits or reinforcing bad habits, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, the, the, the friction is what stops you from doing it. That was, like, my insight. And, I'm like, all right, if I'm having trouble doing something and I know I want to do it, like, where's the friction? Like, why am I not doing it? Like, how do I, like, simplify it to the point that, like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And really, like, that's what that whole, like, habit thing's about. It's fucking understanding that. psychology. Yeah. So environment. Environment. environment s- triggers. Super. Yes, triggers, environment. Well, that's kind of like that.
1: the, the environment. Like, he... It talked about the guy, and so I'm, I want to see if I'm looking for the... It was the one board.
0: called The Power of Habit. Power of Habit, I think Yeah, that's I think the, that's it. probably it. That's
1: the one I'm thinking they of. They talk about a
0: guy who had something. some... Uh, I remember, the, yeah, they were talking about well, how he's and able then
1: to... He's, he like, forgets a lot, but then he goes back to these things that he did like before...
0: And he yeah, he, like he knows how to walk, walk, walk around the back. block and yeah. come back, right? He knows where he's at. But if you stopped him and asked him, like, where are you at? He's like, I, he has like some sort of disease that a virus is attacking his brain. Yeah. And so it's eating like the part that's responsible for short term memory. Yeah. And so he, he can't, like short term memory is gone, but he still has these habits. He, and so things that were habits before that happened. And so it was just kind of reinforcing that you're, you know, you're there's, there's two yeah. levels that you're acting on, you know, the, the short-term and then that long-term. Yeah, yep. it's the power yeah. habit. Yeah. Yeah. yep. No, that's a really good one. The atomic habits, I think, is better because it's a little more, um, uh, lays out a, a uh, more of a plan, I guess, like a like straight plan, for a... framework for a plan. Yeah. Yeah, it does a really good job of uh, putting it in context of that psychology and, and things like that. So, um but, yeah, getting getting good habits in place is important. So, you got a lot of noisy-ass fucking neighbors, man. Well,
2: I think it's – yeah, there's this this uh, cat that lives diagonal from me. Bought this gigantic pickup truck. Oh, mean, yeah. just, that's what we just heard go by. Yeah. It's like a four-door, long box. It's got, like, a four-inch suspension lift, tires di- – it's it's absurd,
1: exhaust dude. probably yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. so
2: loud and obnoxious <laughs> and like really what do you got that for man and they don't have enough room to park it so he just parks it out on the road right just annoying the shit out of me but then I feel like the old man like yeah like why are you parking that thing out there what are you, you doing know? With that thing get that yeah. thing out, park it on your side of the yeah, cul-de-sac yeah, you <laughs> know? like worrying about stuff I don't need to worry good, about good. No. Yeah. Cranky. Yeah. cranky yeah grumpy yeah, yeah
1: grumpy there you go yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah no the power of habit though or uh, I've not read Atomic Cat no yeah but. Dude, that, that's, uh, you know, and I don't even know where, where we got to with this, how we got here, but the in terms of the conversation, but ultimately, like, the power of habit, you know, is, is just one of those things where um, even training jiu-jitsu, all of a sudden you realize, like, you know, this is no longer, like, I have to tell myself you're going to the gym. And, dude, let's, you know, let's be honest. There's moments where we are just too lazy to be, like, you know, I can't be there or whatever, or I don't want to be there or whatever. But then there's just this, like, I just came off an injury today marked six weeks. And that whole six weeks, dude, I'm literally just jonesing, like, to get back in the gym. And, you know, it's just habit. It's like, it's no longer this, you know, I have to do, you know, it's this it's this more ingrained, like, that's what you do every it's day. what you do. Yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's what you do, it's who you are. And that's what's weird about jiu-jitsu is I think for starters dude I mean how difficult must it be to be a white belt and I we've all been there <laughs> but I like I was training white belts today dude, with, dude. Oh, and, and I'm just like you know a uh, couple of them you know a couple of them are doing great and you're seeing the development and you're like man you're killing it like you're going to do great in the tournament you know you're just I, I see you advancing advancing but then you got new guys who are fresh and you're just like dude that's got to be you know, super discouraging at some point when you <laughs> leave the gym, you know? Um, and so, you know, I guess at this point for our, for me at least, I guess, you know, I want to be nice a little bit and let them play and then not just come and it's like robbing, robbing kids for their lunch money right. and right. the bully just coming in. like. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, five, six weeks them. out, dude, you're just jonesing for it. So, you know, I've watched, I think, every recent video on YouTube, dude, of, you know, who knows, uh, uh, AD, ADCC was just all those highlights and interviews leading into it, and I'm like, you know, can't train, you know, just twirling my thumbs, And but that habit keeps drawing you back, you know, and yeah. at this point, I was telling Rob this the other day, when we were talking, uh, here at his house, came by, and I'm like, dude, at this point, it's just, I'm going to train as long as, until my body tells me you can't train anymore, like, I just... Part of life now. That's
0: so why you better start doing those fucking frog stretches, because your body's trying to tell you something, Bro, brother. And that's
1: exactly what it was, because because you know, it. I've had a couple injuries this year, and it was it was the groin, it was this knee, um, yeah. you know, and and then tendonitis on this left side, and the shoulder. It's all this the stuff that you repetitively use. And now it's like, okay, I need to start like taking better care of my body, man. In terms of either supplementation of some kind, which I've not always been a big fan of like supplementation, but I'm like, you know, if it's not hurting me, maybe it can help on a macro or a micro level rather. But yeah, getting back to like, you know, getting some good stretches in, taking care some of your mobility,
0: body. some isometrics, man. I got to get you hooked up with the, you can just do that shit at home. You just need your jujitsu belt. Yeah. And uh, like fucking twenty minutes, two times a week. The isometrics help a ton with the with the injury prevention and the mobility stuff. I mean it's it's uh and people on this podcast are tired of hearing me fucking talk about. Well, we yeah, tried dude. But no,
1: I'm, I, you know, and and I haven't done it. Yeah. But I've realized that that is the missing element, especially as you start to age. Yeah. Um, and do let's you know, right now I hit 40 this month, and I think you guys are right here. I hit
2: 40 this year. That yeah. May. 44
1: 40 next month.
2: Yeah. Next Ooh. month,
1: man. The yeah. Quad. Deuce yeah. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When's your birthday? December 27th. Dude, you're, you're – yeah, like just – mine's November 27th. Okay, yeah. So you're just right at four years. and yeah. But, dude, you feel it on your body. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not take, just a number. No, no. you got to take care of it. Man. That, <laughs> dude.
2: That, that mobility is – concentrating on that. And then, we again, we've talked about this a million times. Like, jiu is rough. It's a tough activity. And so you don't need to be going out there trying to do a bunch of CrossFit workouts to thinking you're going to help yourself. No. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to – you're taking more away from the system. Like, you got to – replenish that system you know with your mobility if you want to do, you need to do strength training to armor yourself that that isometrics perfect for it yeah, because yeah. It, you're not killing yourself you're not
1: taxing your not, uh, joints, joints even more so yeah and yeah. you don't need that yeah, man, yeah. Man. at
2: our age yeah. dude you don't need that you yeah. gotta really listen to your body you gotta come do grumpy guy class on saturday that'd be yeah. that'd be yeah. a really good intro to it yeah it'll give you a taste like oh, have, yeah
0: i'm putting a program together so like i actually have like a videos and some preliminary workout stuff so I can send it your way because one it'd be good to get your feedback just as like an end user like oh yeah, yeah this makes sense yeah I feel like I could do it and then you know you would have the tools to do Dude, it totally be uh, into it as well but yeah we'll get you hooked up man this stuff will armor proof you because that, yeah. that's what led me down this journey like literally I had a, a fucking groin injury I was doing all the right things but it was not getting better. And that Steve Maxwell seminar, the, the thing that sold me was the mobility thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was going to check. I had no idea the fucking isometric thing. Like Neither one of us, man. We, I remember we were both like, what the fuck are we getting into here right now? And then we did the glute bridge and we were sold. But uh, yeah, that's what got me down was I was same thing, man. My body was telling me something or, you in know, my early 40s. And it's like, man, I got to make some sort of changes. And, and those two things... Have uh, completely changed. Like I feel better than I did when I was in my 30s. Like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, part of this, part of the journey was like going back to that last tournament, right? Um, I, I definitely trained well. Um, you know, I'd been a blue belt for a couple years, by several years by that point, you know, and and uh, you know, I'm kind of coming out of it, and I, I'm telling myself, you know, don't be that guy. Go finish your tournament, and then you kind of drop off. And, and truth is, dude, I, I really took a lot of time away. You know, I, I never really stopped. I've never stopped doing jujitsu. But as far as the intensity and regularity, like, I've definitely had these moments where I've just stepped away for a while. And then I'll come back and uh, really focus. Well, in this last stretch, um, leading into getting my purple belt and then through that season, I definitely was in, like, anywhere from, you know, five days a week sometimes. And, and you know, at noon, we tend to train... Uh, when, when there's not coaches there, uh, to kind of walk us through like, Hey, work on these techniques, then roll. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's just do a lot of rolling. And so, man, I just felt like I was just rolling a lot and, and dude, my body was trying to tell me something and I don't think I was listening cause I was just training so hard in that that's so season. so much fun. Yeah. And finally, you know, you just get into a situation where my body just said, that's enough. Yeah. And I, you know, stupid thing i i injured myself though this is a friday And i was like dude i'll take the weekend off i'll be back on tuesday mm-hmm. i'll even give myself monday i'll be back on tuesday and i came back dude and yeah i was not near ready yeah and so i but even then i was like i'll rest it you know wednesday thursday and come back friday and that was a you know week later after the initial injury and that friday it was like plain as day dude like you're going to you're going to be off, out for an extended period of time and so then it was about five weeks after that I was just couldn't train it's a hard pill to swallow it is dude and you don't want especially when you're in a group because I really was feeling like I was just in a rhythm my, my timing was good my you know dealing with the problems of of like white belts that are progressing and blue belts that are progressing and now it's not just let me throw you into these simple things now it's like okay I've done that to you too many times you're gun shy so I've got to work around this puzzle now, and you—you you guys probably have talked about this, but the progression of growth between, especially at a white belt, but I—I I would even say at a blue belt—is extremely high, and then you—you you know, get into at least where I'm at, which has just been a purple belt for a little while now, and you just feel like you're—you're you're not growing as fast. Everything's just slowing down, and uh, your problems are different. You've got to solve them in a different way.
0: Yeah, it really becomes apparent that shit that works on lower belts doesn't always necessarily work on higher belts. And then it's like trying to figure out, like, why is that? You know, is this a a shit technique that I've been using and getting away with on people who don't know what's going on? Or is there something legitimately there that I just need to figure out, like, you know, what details am I missing that's not letting me perform it on a higher level? But yeah, man, I you. at least I felt like that at Purple Belt. Like, you really question a lot of things in your game because that that position, you're, you're right there in the middle between the lowest and the highest. And so it's very apparent, like, what... You know what is working and what's not, yeah. And where it's working, and then you got to figure out, like, fuck, man, have I just wasted the last like, you know, six
1: years? Dude, that's exactly. <laughs> I <thought>. I'm like, <laughs> I thought I was good at this move, man. Yeah, dude, I did a lot of reading and coming into because I was like, okay, I I'm just trying to read like what are other people's thoughts because I started feeling like, like at, you know, right before I got my purple belt, I was just like, oh, you know, like I'm feeling solid about it. And then I get it, my purple belt, and I'm like, okay, where do I go now? And so I'm doing a lot of reading and just trying to find out, like, what's the, you know, what's the strategy now? And and just at least from a, you know, uh, philosophy, philosophy point of view, like, what, what should I try to be doing? You know, trying to work on certain points of my game. or And uh, in doing that reading, I really, I feel like there's this. Uh, double standard in that where now purple belts you know at the, at the end of the day dude when you know they're right in the middle and so they know enough to be pretty dangerous oh yeah oh, you yeah. know but yet they're not as developed and refined as obviously a brown or a black belt and so it still feels like like you just said dude dude i just spent the last six years of my life doing what yeah you know? yeah <laughs> and what
0: do i do with this yeah <laughs> oh yeah rob's heard me i've had some crises of faith yeah, with yeah. a few things with my jujitsu yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like purple belts that that point where you have you start transitioning from like move based to like principle based jujitsu a little bit more. I guess is like because that's where you know really a lot of that that stuff where you're like, man, I don't know where that can you that, that's jujitsu, right? Like when you ask Pimento, like, man, what is that? And he's like, oh, jujitsu. It's like okay, yeah. Like, That's that's what uh, you know. I've referred to it like as your jiu jitsu glasses, right? Like every time, you know, dental son will come or we get some, you know, Jamie or one of these high level black belts come and they, they drop some little bit of like knowledge and all of a sudden you're like, oh, and it's like they take your jiu jitsu glasses off and they kind of like clean them off for a little bit and put them back on. And you're like, oh, things look a little clearer now. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that what that clutter, man, that makes jiu jitsu hard to see is not really understanding like the fights and the principles behind you know you got some moves that you're good at and you got some answers to specific questions but it's like you know expanding beyond it's not collecting more you know at a certain point like to you know you want to gain knowledge but to really understand stuff you start to like kind of hack shit away yeah right and things simplify less is
1: more let less me, is more right yeah
0: yeah the, the black belt doesn't think more he's thinking less yeah. right and so it's like a it, 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 it white belt thinking more a blue belt thinking more like those things help right it helps progress and then you get to like that purple belt level and like thinking more doesn't always keep going this way sometimes thinking less may be the the right and so that's where just just in like in my mind i'm kind of looking back on like my my journey through through purple belt and i kind of feel like that's been like the biggest thing for me is not necessarily any specific aspect of oh i've gotten really good at this or done this as much as just tried to you know understand those things bigger picture more bigger picture so yeah like you know we had a whole we've talked about this before we had a whole private with pimenta we went in and we're like he answered our question fucking base posture and angle (laughs) yeah and and we spent the entire hour just like what about this problem base posture angle okay you're like literally those three things answer fundamental really
2: fundament, yeah yeah every question we had it was really just taking his answer and plugging it into each question we had like how I how to
0: answer it it's like here's here's the here's the tools you need to figure out your own solution yeah. Yep. and so now here's the problem right. now apply that to this to figuring this out yeah and like that's where like I kind of yeah like jujitsu for me especially like over the last like six months or so is that's what i feel like i feel like i I understand like that problem solving it's like it's just you're just solving problems it's just and you know rob talks about it all the time you're just fucking problem solving you don't like this problem solve the fucking change the problem change the fire or whatever right and it's like you know you hear that and it's like you know it's like you know okay i think i don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah and then all of a sudden it makes more sense but well
1: dude we're all looking for the silver bullet it's just life. Dude. You, you, just, yeah. you just can't help it. You want to give me, you know, give me the one thing. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys have uh, ever followed a um, John Maxwell, leadership guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, John Maxwell, he's teaching, I'm hearing him in Phoenix at one point, And, you know, he's talking about uh, lots of great principles, but, you know, he's, there's this eager beaver, you know, that comes up and says, you know, John, what, what's the one thing that I need to know about leadership? and uh you know john says to him well the one thing you need to know is that there's more than one thing about leadership you know and and that's the truth of it is yeah. that it really is it, you know it, it, it's not just one thing it's a lot of things but with pimenta i'm all you're always looking for the one thing you're looking for the when i've asked him several times and i've seen him i'm like after i've rolled with him a little bit because he's so calm when you roll with him and he's just expressionless yeah and just smashing you dude yeah. just like and uh And so I always ask him like, kind of, what can I work on? And of course, his his English is not the greatest. So he goes back to this, like, uh, and you guys have probably heard it. You could probably say it better than I am because I'm losing a little bit, but it's what? Defend. um, uh, Base posture, defense base posture. And attack. He says, yeah, defend. He says, defend um, position attack or in that rotation, somewhere in there like that. And I've heard him say it before. See him a year later, and I'm trying to get this nugget again. Like, I just rolled with him. He just smashed me, you know, three or four times in a in a noon class. And, dude, give me a nugget. And he's like, defend. <laughs> uh, it's position, the same answer. Offense. Yeah. Defend, you know, or attack. yeah. Attack, yeah. 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 And so. Um, <laughs> he has the
2: same answer for every question. Yeah. You just, just got to understand what he's saying. Or yeah. how, you know, just, That's
0: why, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're yeah. asking him stuff, he's like, show me. Because, yeah. like, once he sees it, then he can apply his problem-solving skills to it yeah. but yeah that's uh that's it man it's like a lot of life too you're looking for that one dude that's that like one thing
1: but we're all looking for that man
0: let continue to be a good problem solver
1: it, it's a you know life uh and jujitsu and faith and um i you mean know, what you know anything else you do any other kind of athletic activity biking all of it it's a long game you know and, uh, we're, we're all looking for short answers though. We're looking for quick fixes. It's just in the, it's, it's in us, man. Yeah. Uh, how can we, sh- you know, take the shortcut? And the reality is, is that really there, there is no shortcut. And, um, you know, like, yeah, you can go further faster with the proper coach. You can go further faster with the right, um, program, isometrics or, you know, anything else you can do all that. You can go further faster, but at the end of the day, it's a long game. Mm-hmm. And as long as you kind of learn that, um, that patience of it you'll be all right yeah. um, recently I've, I've kind of taken I always get into all these hobbies and things I enjoy doing from dogs to hunting to obviously jujitsu um, one of the most recent ones has been bonsai and really like taking a dive into that world you mean and the little like trees? trees yeah like, I had
2: one at one time and I got into that and yeah I, dude, I killed it yeah so um, <laughs> you know one
0: snip too yeah, many. i had
1: one i had it shaped up and, and, and doing well dude and, and uh and i think my wife and i tag teamed to kill that one recently because we just watered it too much and then it was like yeah it just it, so but i'm still like i'm still on it i still am intrigued by it um and and, and the art form of it but i was watching this video of a, like a third or fourth generation bonsai lady out of japan and she's talking about, and really the whole premise is that what you need is patience. And she's talking about these trees that she planted five and six years ago and then 15 and 20 years ago. She's an older lady. She's been doing it for like 80 years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? She's you know, 70 years. I don't know the time frame. But either way, she's talking about how it's, it's a patience game and then ultimately knowing that it's something you pass on to the next generation that will actually see the fruit of that. It's a beautiful concept, man. I mean, it's a great thing for us to think about, you know, yeah. as, as, as fathers, you know, to think that one day our children will carry on kind of our lineage, heritage, whatever. Um, but it's a it's a patience game. It's like, it's a long game, man. Yeah, it's
0: perspective, game. It's uh, there's no substitute for it. Because yeah. it gives everything context and it's like, it's really tough to like, know what the fuck you're talking about if you don't have context yeah that's what's wrong with kids dude. man they have no fucking context yeah but they, <laughs> but they know it all though they're know? full of hope man they know it all too they're full and of
1: hope perspective dude that's a so kind of going back in my story a little bit there was a uh, the season where 12 12 12 you know yeah get the irs call feeling just down and discouraged like um and really i knew that it was time for me to find a coach somebody that could help me counseling something i needed somebody to give me perspective and dude i'm sitting with this guy and kind of i'm like dude this guy ain't telling me nothing that i don't already know like you know it's that kind of an attitude a little bit you know um but in that in that time frame which led to my you know kind of breakthrough and jujitsu and all of that Uh, was this concept or this idea of a mind shift, which is just being able to shift just enough to get perspective, you know? And Rob, you know, we've talked, I think a little bit about this, maybe in a different concept, but I remember being a blue belt and thinking like, am I ever going to advance, you know, Uh, to to whether that's a stripe or whether that's a, you know, the next belt. And Rob's like, dude, jiu-jitsu is your own journey, man. Who cares what's on your belt? You know, who cares? And and at that moment, it was like a perspective. It was a mind shift. You know, it was just perspective. It was it was seeing things from a different lens. And then honestly, I got blind to what was on my uh, on my belt anyway. I I literally for the next probably two years was just blind to it, and I didn't care. And so when Coach promoted me, it was total surprise. I mean, I I felt like it was. Possible and probable, but at the end of the day, like, there was a big part of me that was like, I, I not that I don't care, I don't want to minimize it. Yeah. Because it's certainly, um, it, it, it is, it means uh, something. It does mean something, but at the end of the day, that perspective shift helps you keep going, you know? Yeah. That's and not why. It, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, It's, we, we it's know, not the why. By the
0: time you get to Purple Belt, if you're still doing it for the belts, like, you've missed something along the journey. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So, yeah, but it does mean something. I mean, somebody, thinking enough of your jujitsu to, you know, put, uh, put another belt around your waist. So yeah, no, man, I'd say it was, uh, well-deserved. You've always been one of my toughest training partners. So I've definitely enjoyed having you around. Glad you've, you stuck with it through the, through the thick and thin of it. So yeah, hopefully we can get you back on the mats, stronger
1: and moving better. Dude, I need to, that, that is the evolution of my game right now is like taking better care of my body because you know three weeks from now uh, i'll be 40 years old and i ain't getting any younger no nope. any younger. <laughs> you know? and uh so. those
0: fucking white belts man they're still they just they're 20 something years old forever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh, you're right? Funny, you're i keep getting guys. older and they stay the same Maybe. age yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep and dude that's uh that's the truth man you're like you, you see a 18-year-old kid, 21-year-old kid, shoot, 25, even 27. Yeah. You see them coming in and, and, dude, you just know that they're athletic, they're fit, they're, you know, they, they're they coming from a background of, of, of being, you, you know, somehow active in their lives. And when I came to jiu-jitsu, man, I was a couch potato, man. I was like, you know, I was, I was you know what I would call fat in my books, I'm still chubby. That little boy still lives inside of me. That chubby <laughs> little boy, he's always there. He's like, get a second, get seconds, man. Like, what are you like? Get some cookies. Yeah. 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 You forgot dessert, man. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but yeah, they just keep coming, man. Yeah. And, uh, so perspective is a good thing. And that, that moment of shift, uh, was a major breakthrough. And, um, you know, let me bring it back to a spiritual thing. And, uh, it's this. When I was going through that, I really felt like the Lord, I don't have a lot of, like, does say at the Lord moments in my life, to be real honest. like I would have some strong feelings. I'm very cautious uh, to say, you know, the Lord told me or the Lord said, because I just think that's overused, you know, and at least when I did come to church and in that ch- church upbringing, I felt like it was just overused and I'm like, man, did the Lord really say that? And, and how you, do you argue with that? And can you back that when up in the Bible? Someone says that, what do Dude, you say? Right? My thing, my thing is yeah. like, yeah, you better back that up in the Bible because if He said it to you here, He's already said it in His book. And so uh. if it doesn't match, you're off, you know. And so I, I'm kind of a skeptic in that, right? But I really felt like the, what the Lord told me in that moment, <clears throat> and I was just, I was frustrated with life. I was unhealthy, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of it. And I was, I was whining, you know, almost like I was frustrated. I was shaking my fist at God. Like you left me, you deserted me, you took everything from me. You called me to this and then you left me alone. I was just mad, you know? And trust me, it wasn't as polished as I'm saying it right now. There was a few F-bombs in there, quite a few. And it was, I'm talking to God that way, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a preacher and, and, and I'm having to go up on Sundays and still like be that, you know? And in that moment, I felt like the Lord clearly told me, And again, this is what I feel he said to me was, Paul, I'm not trying to fix your situation. I'm trying to fix your heart. And when I realized and it was like, "Ah, I get it. So it doesn't matter my situation. It doesn't matter the belt around my waist. It doesn't matter whatever the problem I'm facing. Lord, you're trying to work on my heart. And that's a game changer because then you realize I'm trying to fix my life, my relationships, my spirituality. My physical body, my jiu-jitsu game, and it's bigger than just what's going on around me. It's about what's going on inside of me. Yeah. And that was the that was the pivot point. And mm-hmm. from then on, I was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready to climb the mountain, whatever that looks like. And so here we are. And that's already been almost seven years now. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. So so that might be a good place to end it right there. You yeah. go pick up your kid, right? But Time to get the kiddos.
2: Cool, man. Thank you for doing the podcast. Dude, yeah, man, this was awesome. great, man.
1: And uh, thank you guys for the invitation. And
2: it's always good to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this is. We just bought a microphone. So we can stick it in front of us and give us a reason to talk. Yeah, right. And that's really what it boils down <laughs> yeah. to, you, man. Because how uh, how many times in life do you get to sit down and talk to your friends like that? Yeah, you don't.
1: You know, you really don't. Especially not in today's world. No, we do the one-liners, the text messages, the yeah. tweets, and the posts. Fucking thumbs up, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even a tweet, right, dude, right, just right, a right. Thumbs, thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up, or a middle finger, depending on what you like. Yeah, liking. yeah, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, man, appreciate call it, right.
2: and uh, yeah, call her up. Talk to everybody later. Yeah, see you. Cool. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast.
2: Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Ooh. Doggy school, foggy cool, got a froggy, I'm like dude. Now they're calling Daisy Duke. Hanging by the lace of their shoes, what? no trace of the tools. Shaped in your face,
1: fuck the rules. Snooze you lose, one eye always open, it times two. No clue but soon, a brief one soon, Might give you a view to choose. Stay
2: tuned,
1: include, won't conclude. To the end, is near Beware, there's consequences. But what you do, to me, 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 A devil of many levels I keep on beating. For several of them rebels Me, myself, he died Me, myself, he died